Welcome to the Skin Club Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Alita. Welcome to the club. Hello, hello, you guys. Hello. Happy Monday or whenever you're listening to this. Um, I'm Rachel. I'm Alita. And welcome back. <laughs> um, if you're new here, we always like to start our episodes out with a weekly favorite and a weekly update in our lives. Um, really quick, I will just say I got lip blushing done today, which is like a tattoo for your lips. And so I cannot talk super great. So that's okay. Just bear with me. We forgive you. <laughs> uh, but Lita, do you want to start with your favorites? Yeah. Wait, I just realized that we never really say like whose voice is whose. I know. That but just kind of came out. I don't. We don't. I don't feel like we really sound like. I feel sound like we sound very different. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why am I literally like stumbling on my words? <laughs> Cute. Okay. My weekly favorite. So, uh, hmm. My weekly favorite for this week is. Her chocolate who chocolate h-u chocolate whatever however you pronounce it it's h-u and they're like chocolate bars they're from sprouts but the the best one is either the cashew butter with raspberry or the hazelnut one it tastes like nutella but not like a nasty like super strong sugary nutella taste it's subtle very subtle very good and love island trash tv those are my two weekly favorites. What are yours? Those both are great. <laughs> Chocolate and trash TV. Like, yes. that's my heart. That's been my day. All day. <laughs> I love that. You need a day like that every once in a while. Yes. Um, okay. I have a few weekly favorites. One, I'm going to say lip blushing. Um, it looks very intense right now um, because the first day, I mean, I just got done like a couple hours ago. Yeah. Um, so it's very intense. Like it is a very intense color, but it fades 50%. So it'll just be a natural How pretty fast does it fade? pink. It'll be like a week. Okay. Yeah. So all throughout this week, it's going to be flaking and it's going to be so freaking hard for me not to pick at it because <laughs> Alita, you know, yes. anyone who knows me knows yes. my nervous habit. I pick at my cuticles and I pick at my lip. Like oh. I literally will pe- peel. I like to peel that skin off my lips. Yeah. And it's an issue literally till I bleed. No, I know. It's so bad. So I'm like, crap, I'm going to have crusty lips this week. And if I peel it, I'm going to lose the pigment. And that's going to hurt too. Yeah. So I just, if anyone sees me picking out my lips, slap my hand. Do you have permission? (laughs) It's truly like microblading, like just like the same healing process then. I had that done like 10 years ago. Yeah. It's faded, but. Yeah. So I have to go for a retouch in like six to eight weeks. Oh, okay. um, Because it'll be way more faded. So if I can keep it either the natural color in six to eight weeks, um, just to make sure it's all even, or I can make it darker if I want. So did she do the border darker than the inside? Um, no, it's all the same color, but right now just, it probably looks. Well, because you said that like you want it to define your border more. Oh, yeah. So I was curious if she like intentionally does it darker or something? No, I think it's the same color. Yeah, no, it's all the same color, but my border naturally is like, it's almost like white. Oh. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I naturally have very thin lips. Like I have a couple syringes of lip filler in. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just because like my lips are stretched. Oh, true. <laughs> it makes true, the true. color just lighter. Yeah. So it's just darkening my border up because like it's there, but you can't really see it. How does it affect your lip filler? Does it at all? No, it doesn't at all. So I, what happens when your lips like 
go back to like their normal size. Um, I mean, it fades. I think I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. Is it like just on your lips, or did she like go like on the outside of your lips? Because like your lips are like you just got them filled. Like yeah, not that long ago, I think it's right? just on my lips. But I mean. I'm going to keep up on my filler. I love filler. And <laughs> I know true. you can get them filled with it because I talked to Crystal. Excuse me. I talked to Crystal about it because she was telling me how she filled someone else who had oh, okay. done um, lip blushing. Lip blushing, And I was like, oh, is that totally fine? She's like, oh, yeah, you can still get filler oh, after and stuff. So I'm oh, like, good. okay, Whew, good. Yeah. You know me. I love filler. <laughs> Seriously. You're like, if you had to pick one or the other. Yeah. Geez. So I'm excited to see how it heals. Um, but yeah, if you see me with really dark lips, <laughs> you know why. It really like, it doesn't look that alarming. I like, as you think. I f- it, like, I feel like you think it looks a lot more intense than it does. <laughs> like, it just looks like you're wearing red lipstick to me. Yeah. Like yeah. red lipstick always looks super bold to me. And that like, I don't know. It just looks like you're wearing a very bright corally lipstick. Yeah. yeah. It's bold, but <laughs> but I'm also used to your lips being like swollen from lip filler. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Well, so. it looks good. I'm excited to see how it heals. Thank you. Me too. So lip 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 blushing for sure. <laughs> and okay, I have two more weekly favorites. One of them, I love TikTok for the purpose of finding <laughs> talented humans. Oh my gosh, it's I've so nice. found people who can literally design clothing like they sew. I've found so many singers. I there are so many talented people in this world, and I love that TikTok can showcase that. And I found a guy. His name's Van Andrew, and go look up his song right now. It's called "Sad Cowboys and Rock and Roll." oh my heck it's so good it's a vibe it's like the kind of vibe that makes me want to go on a canyon drive and just like blast it like so freaking good so that's been my latest obsession so that for sure and then my other weekly favorite is quiplash i have not (laughs) played that in so long but last night my family we played my mom my dad my little brothers and then me and jason and it is funny. It not can that get like a little Oh yeah. Intense. Now that my brothers are older, <laughs> we don't hold back. It's okay. so funny. Cause when they were younger, like my mom and dad, if I said anything like slightly inappropriate, they'd be like, Rachel, no. Yeah. But like now that's a crude kind of it is. fun game. Yeah. I know there's like probably a family version, but it's no, not it's as more funny fun. to me. Yeah. No, it's way it's so fun. Yeah. So oh we gosh. played that last night and I was like crying laugh. We were all my parents. We have to play that sometime. Is it, is it only on Xbox though? No. Or can you do it like on your normal TV? No, we how? have it on our Apple TV. Oh, oh wait, I don't know. I should play it next time you come over. Yeah. We'll have to come over and play it. Cause yeah. I don't think we have any way to do that. Oh wait. Is Apple TV like an app? Or, like, do you have to actually have the Apple TV I thing? think... I'm not positive. I think you have to have, like, the little... The... little. It's like a little attachment box. Thing? Attachment. Yeah. yeah okay. With the Apple okay. remote. But, That's what I thought. And they have... We have the whole Jackbox game set. So, there's, oh, like, a trivia one. Like, a wait, murder fun. mystery trivia one. That We love that one. We get competitive. We thought it'd be so um, fun to They do. have, like, a pointing game. It's, like, where someone's the faker. Oh, It's fun. just... It's a really fun just Wait. When are you guys game. available this week? <laughs> Literally whenever. Come play. Um, wait. What days are you working this week? I'm working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So, what time do you work night. till Wednesday? 
Wednesday, I'm off. <laughs> I think <laughs> five. Scheduling. I think I'm off at five. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe. Well, that could be fun. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll plan we'll, it. We'll plan. I'll so, plan. <laughs> anyways, those are my weekly favorites. Um, what's your life update, Lita? Um, so we've been doing some home renovation things and we installed carpet this past week. Ryder redid like the baseboards. Oh my gosh, this the, is new carpet? Yeah. It looks amazing. Yeah, this <laughs> carpet and in Joey's room. Both oh of them gosh. have brand new carpet. It's lighter. Yeah. And then Ryder redid the baseboard and trim in here. He replaced the fan. We got this new dresser thing for the girls. So we're converting right now our current office. I wouldn't even go as far as to call it an <laughs> office. <laughs> Yeah, Um, just our current front room is going to become our girls' room, and then our daughter's room is going to become our podcast office room. So we're kind of like in the middle of switching things, but it's been it's been nice. I feel like I finally feel. This sounds bad, but like I finally like feel excited for baby girl to get here. Like I am feeling a little bit more prepared because I finally went through the clothes. And like all of Jovi's old baby clothes and I pulled out all the newborn in zero to three month and I have washed them, folded them, Aww. organized them. It's just more real. Yes. It's all kind of sinking in and it's just crazy. Oh, I guess that's another update. I don't know if I, I don't think I mentioned this last time, but um, I've been having like some Braxton Hicks contractions that are like really intense and some padromal labor contractions that have been really intense I have been having some other not so cute things happening to my body uh, down south. Uh, <laughs> rip. <laughs> yeah, that have been alluding to like early labor symptoms. It's just it's it's confusing because all the things that could say like you're in preterm labor are also things that are like normal to happen during pregnancy. But they just feel like so intense that it's hard for me to believe that it's like not progressing my body in some sort of way which freaks me out because I'm only like almost 32 weeks so I've just been trying to kind of lay low over like the last two weeks ish and with that has come like ghosting Instagram for a while and just do what you gotta do not being super present because I'm just like trying not to stress very much and when I get on social media it stresses me out yeah because I feel like I'm so behind so if you see that my posts are only like once a week, that's why, <laughs> that's why, but. No, understandable. You're busy, yeah. busy mama. Very busy, but I'm very excited and I, it's kind of starting to feel real now. Like I finished all my hypnobirthing classes this past week and I keep watching birth videos and I like, it's so weird because I like envision myself giving birth this go around because I actually like know what it's kind of like. Mm-hmm. It's like what to almost expect. And so that's been really exciting though because I like practice like <laughs> <laughs> like when I have like these contractions like uh, I practice like how I would actually handle them yeah and it, like kind of gives me some confidence that, like everything's gonna be okay yeah. well it's like the whole <laughs> thing with hypnobirthing it's yeah. getting you in the mindset yes and so like I just I I've been like listening to my meditations I've been practicing just like my breathing techniques and different things like that so I feel very prepared I'm just like nervous for the intensity of everything because I don't know what to expect, but everyone's like, Oh my gosh, it goes so much faster. Like with your second and third and whatever. But really? then that scares me because I'm like the fact that Jovi was a one push wonder. 
<laughs> I'm like, and she was my first. And like yeah. my labor progressed so quickly with her. And so I'm like, I'm going to okay, do but that's a half nice. a push. <laughs> I know. Like I'm, I'm very grateful, but I'm like, it makes me nervous because I live like 45 minutes away from the hospital. Oh, oh yeah. that's another update. That 24 to Ironwood. Oh yeah. It opens up on Thursday. <gasps> really? Yep. And so next week, it'll take you like 20 minutes to get here instead of 40. Oh, Good to know. Did yeah. I ever tell the podcast listeners that I accidentally drove on the 24? <laughs> I don't think you did. <laughs> Guys, last, a few weeks ago, I was driving to Alita's house. And the 24 <laughs> is a new freeway being built in Queen Creek. Yeah. And my maps, I put in my maps to Alita's house because I was somewhere weird and I didn't know how to get there. And it took me to the freeway and I saw there are cones, but it was like wide <laughs> enough for a car to go through. So I'm like, oh, I probably can. <laughs> Guys, I was the only person on the freaking oh freeway. Gosh, that's so funny. If a cop hears this, I'm so sorry. I did not You're know. Like, I'm trespassing. I like started panicking. Awesome. I called Jason. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Like, were you on like, I how like, far did you get? Not far. I was just like on the ramp and I was like, crap, crap. Oh my gosh. And I panicked and then I like skirted out. But I wonder how many people have done that because if the GPS is already leading yeah. people on it, like that's kind of deceiving. Yeah. That it's not even. So I'm not trusting GPS until I know for sure. Right. <laughs> okay. Open. Well, that's good. Sorry. Well, Thursday it should be open. So you can take it Thursday. Good. Okay. Well, did you give your life update? No. What's your life I update? Just, do you have any other updates? No, I, okay. I just like vomited all okay. of my updates. No, good. Lots of good things. <laughs> The remodeling's looking so good, Thank by the you. way. Thank you. I feel like our our house is finally coming together because half of it's ugly and half of it's <gasps> cute. So it's finally coming okay, together. Okay, but I'm obsessed with your style. Your front room oh is gosh. gorgeous. Thank you. I love it. Thank but you. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. Okay. Update. I didn't end up going to Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. Like I was supposed to. I said that in the last episode. I was actually supposed to leave the day we recorded last week, mm-hmm. but it just ended up falling through for dumb reasons but it's okay <laughs> we'll go back so we didn't end up doing that but we hung out and we had a little mocktail taco party oh, yes we did to celebrate yes. alita her yep. birthday's tomorrow well it's you the night no know. so <laughs> it'll next week already be later but wish alita happy birthday thank you how old are you turning 25 oh my gosh that's so weird it feels old i don't know why 25 kind of seems like What's I feel like to 50? odd numbers Ooh. always seem older for yes. some reason. Yes. You said the same thing when you turned 23. When I turned 23, I was like, I'm old. Yes. <laughs> well, it's just, it's crazy because I had Jovi at 22. Really? Yes. Whoa. And even though she just turned two, I had her right before I turned 23. But it's just weird. Wow, that is weird. Because now I'm going to be 25 having my second. Anyways, I just feel Dang. old. But I know it's still so young, but it just kind of seems old. It's so young. Because like when you're yeah. 18 and like you think of like the old 25 year old guys that are hitting on you, you're like, ew, you're crusty and old. Mm-hmm. And then you hit 25 and you're like, I still wouldn't go after an 18 year old. But yeah. Oh, did I tell you about the day I went on? I had no idea his age. I was 20 at the time, but I found out later that I went on a date with a 35 year old. Oh, how did he... Oh, wait. He doesn't look old. I'll show Was you pictures. Was this up in Utah? In Utah. Okay, wait. I think you've told me about this, I but I never you? saw pictures. Yeah. I was like, oh. Oh, my gosh. I need <laughs> to see A little older for me, which, like, I guess age gaps are fine. But for me, I was like, oh, it's kind of... I've just never dated yeah. anyone that much older than me that I was just like, oh. The oldest guy I ever dated, I was 18. It was, like, right before I started dating Ryder, and he was 29, 28, 29. Okay, yeah. 
I was literally a child. Yeah. Like I had just fresh turned, out of high school. Just turned 18. Yeah. Like in August and we started dating like November. Yeah. I know it's not always, but sometimes it just feels weird. weird. Icky. Yeah. Icky, just icky. being a young girl and not having much dating experience. Yeah. 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 So Ugh, strange. Anyways, I keep going on tangents. <laughs> I need to stick with it so I didn't go to Yellowstone. We celebrated Alita's birthday. And so since we didn't go to Yellowstone, we still just spent tons of time as a family, which we do anyways. But we actually watched it number one and two. That's a terrifying. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so my younger brother, he's 18 and he, oh my gosh. Actually both my younger brothers, one's 18 and one's 16, and neither one of them have seen it. And they asked me about it and they're like, Rachel, like, what are your thoughts on the It movies? And I said, they're hilarious. <laughs> I think oh, they're so funny. Gosh. So we watched them as a family and my parents actually watched it with us. I was surprised they did, but that is comical. y'all got into it because have you seen it? No. Lita, it's I don't watch actually, it's movies. not that bad. No, I don't watch it. It's really not. No, it's so funny. <laughs> they have the, the kids have the funniest one liners. Really? Like, I think it's more funny than scary, honestly. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we'll have to do it. Maybe we can watch it for like Halloween. <gasps> yes. Is it like spooky enough for Halloween? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, then let's do it like around Halloween. Okay. That's like. Have you seen a scary movie? Because I know you don't like them. No, I have not watched a scary movie, like a really scary movie since like before Ryder and I started dating. Really? Yeah, because Ryder does not do scary movies. And I used to love scary movies. Like I was all about them. And mm-hmm. I, I would go to like the movie theaters and actually watch scary movies and yeah writers like absolutely not because he has like a past with um, paranormal activity when he was understand- younger that's understandable and so, like he's like freaked out from that kind of stuff and so i'm like absolutely not if those ghosts are prone to you i do not want that in my oh. home we are not watching any scary movies i do not want that in my life no i'm so. i'm a believer that there are bad spirits out there oh I've- yeah definitely seen ghosts i told you i've seen ghosts yes, before yes. i think i said it on the podcast one time but we i believe to it. do a spooky stories for halloween yes <laughs> we'll do spooky scary story episodes so if you have any Wait, ghost stories so or good. anything scary send them in to us yes we'll start collecting yeah we'll remind you guys in october well well maybe we should do it throughout like the last week of september and like every week in october do a spookies <gasps> Ooh, just do like tons of spooky things I love that because we can do like spooky skincare. I'm a spooky gal. Let's yes, do it. let's. We'll, we'll make our <laughs> our calendar. For yes, Halloween. But okay. Any other updates? Any other favorites? No. Okay. No. Let's jump in. All right. So done talking. <laughs> Today's episode is all about skincare buzzwords that includes collagen, elastin, different skin concerns like fungal acne, milia, perioral dermatitis. Um, different ingredients, humectants, emollients, emulsifiers. We are getting into the nitty gritty. All the things that you guys need to know. Yes. To know. So these are just some basic words, I guess, if you're in the aesthetics industry or if you're interested in it, um, you should know. So we will start by explaining them. Um, Alita, do you want to start? Yeah. Okay, so the perfect. first one's collagen. So these words, I feel like you see them everywhere, but sometimes you're kind of like, well, what does that mean in terms of skincare? Because I don't know. I feel like they're all words that are used in other aspects too, like in health and other different things. But in this is all in regards to skincare. So collagen is the first one. And collagen is 
a protein molecule that's made up of amino acids. So amino acids, a bunch of amino acids make up um, a protein, which then is collagen. Um, it provides structural support to the extracellular space of connective tissue. So um, if you guys don't know already, taking collagen orally does not produce collagen in your body. Um, it's just like you're taking another protein supplement. Yeah. Um, but the only way to stimulate collagen is through injury. So things such as like microneedling or even chemical peels that that constant cell turnover rate could considerably be a injury um, as well as microneedling. So like different services can induce collagen, um, but it is typically done through an injury or a controlled injury. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> next one. Okay. Next one's elastin. And, and I feel like collagen and elastin kind of go hand in hand when you're always reading paired. a label. It's always <laughs> stimulates collagen and elastin. Um, these words are thrown around a lot. So elastin is, think of it more stretchy. Um, it's also one of the most abundant proteins in your body, but it's a stretchy protein that resembles a rubber band. Um, and it can stretch out, shrink back, um, but yeah, that's what gives our skin, I was going to say the stretch, the like I said, the elasticity, yes. thank you. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that's elastin. Um, I think another way to remember elastin, um, like when people say like collagen and elastin um, is with microneedling, how we say it reduces the appearance of your pores um, because your pores, like they're not individual little doorways, doorways. And so um. Yeah, they can, they can, because the elast word? elastin can recoil. <laughs> yes. So it recoil. can recoil so, to make it appear. Right. So like if you have a giant zit, your pore is significantly inflamed. It's really large. You pop it. It can go back down in size, but you cannot shrink your pores. Yeah. Because once, once it's been stretched, it doesn't go back. Anyways. Okay. Very well said. Skin barrier. Um, okay. So our skin barrier is one of the, it's our skin. So it's one of our most important organs of our bodies. Um, it is responsible for the integrity of keeping microbes, chemicals, and allergens from penetrating the skin. So it is essentially our protective layer in our skin. Yep. <laughs> okay. Dry versus dehydrated, dry skin versus dehydrated skin. I feel like these terms get thrown out a lot um, interchangeably yeah so dry skin lacks oil and dehydrated skin lacks water um, oils also you can call it sebum but dry skin is a type while dehydration is considered a condition someone can be born and grow up having dry skin whereas someone could not have it at all but develop dehydrated skin so skin types are classified as normal, dry, combination, and oily. You're usually born with one type, but it can change with age and season. So if you are dehydrated, it's usually a combination of like dry and oily skin um, is how well, I see it a lot. And you're going to want to include hydrators or humectants into your routine. And that helps a lot. Whereas if you're dry, you're going to want to add some oils into your skincare or emollients. Exactly. Okay. Sensitive versus sensitized, or I call it reactive. 
Um, so with sensitive skin, you typically are the person that has like the itching, burning, stinging hives. Um, and it's something that's typically there for a longer period of time. Um, after using a specific product or having a specific service done, um, then I would classify you as someone that has sensitive skin. But if you have reactive skin, it's like, you wash your face and it turns red. You exfoliate, it turns red. You use a serum and it burns like crazy, but then it goes away. That's someone who has like more reactive skin where you can see it on the surface. Um, just the blood flow is a lot more, I don't know, visible, <laughs> I guess. Um, so a lot of people think that just because their skin turns red when they wash it, that they're so sensitive, but then they don't really have a reaction to products like AHAs and BHAs. And they're like, oh, well, I don't feel anything. So that just means that you have reactive skin, not sensitive skin. Perfect. <laughs> okay, non-comedogenic. Non-comedogenic basically just means non-pore clogging. Um, a skincare product or cosmetic that is specially formulated um, so it doesn't cause a blockage in your pore. Um, and I know there's like comedogenic calculators you can download on your phone um but i always think it's best to ask your esthetician about certain products if you're unsure mm -hmm. okay the next one is acne vulgaris this is a skin condition that occurs when a hair follicle plug uh, is plugged with oil and dead skin cells aka a pimple <laughs> <laughs> perfect okay Eczema, also known as atopic dermatitis. That's the technical term. Um, it can occur from birth. It's itchy, inflamed, crusty. It's sometimes sore. Um, but it typically occurs because of an overreactive inflammatory response to an environmental factors. Um, and it also tends to run in families. But it can appear on the arms, behind your knees, and pretty much anywhere else. Yep. <laughs> it's super i feel like i always see it with like little babies yeah um okay rosacea rosacea is a condition that causes redness and often small red pus-filled bumps on the face rosacea is mostly most commonly affects middle-aged women with fair skin it can be mistaken for acne or other skin conditions so this one sometimes it's kind of confusing sometimes because it looks a lot like acne sometimes yeah um but i don't know I don't know if you knew this, Rachel. Teach me. Let's hear it. <laughs> but rosacea is actually more common in people who are um, like Mediterranean. Oh, I like didn't know that. those skin types. Interesting. Yeah. I don't remember why I knew that, but it's more common in people who live in like Europe and Italy, those areas. Which would make sense, though, because, like, you always see, like, the big, like, Italian people with, the, like, the flushed red cheeks and, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. Yeah. It just it makes sense. Interesting. But, yeah. Very interesting. Okay. Psoriasis is next. Psoriasis is an autoimmune inflammatory disease that presents with dry, itchy, and scaly skin in patches. It's mostly on knees, elbows, lower back, and your scalp is another common place. So most cells take anywhere from three to four weeks to um, move up, whereas in psoriasis, that process can take just three to seven days. So that creates a buildup effect. So that's what results in this silverish appearance on the skin. Um, but 
let's see, triggers include infections, stress, and cold. A cold. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys follow Whitney Simmons, I feel like she is just so open about her journey with her autoimmune disease and with psoriasis. So if you're curious what it looks like, go check her out. Um, I love her. She's beautiful. She and is. And she rocks her psoriasis. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, closed comedones or whiteheads. So um, a closed comedone develops um, when a plug of skin cells and oil is trapped in a hair follicle. Um, and essentially, it's just a pimple it has pus it's infected and it forms a head <laughs> yep okay open comedone or blackheads an open comedone or a blackhead the skin pore wait let's see an open skin pore or hair follicle is clogged with oil dead skin and bacteria so when those mix and oxidize um that's what turns into the little black plug that is so fun to extract. So fun. And that's what the blackhead is. <laughs> okay, fungal acne is pityrosporum folliculitis. It's a folliculitis that causes a hair follicle to become inflamed and infected, which causes pustules on the skin. You can get folliculitis anywhere you have hair. Um, sometimes people think they have acne, but it doesn't seem to get better with treatments. This typically is a sign that you don't have acne, but an actual fungal infection in your hair follicle. And it is triggered by humidity. I feel like I see this all the time with teenagers, um, especially if they do sports or, and, or the teenage boys with lack of Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and antibiotics and steroids can also attribute yes. to some of it. But um oh sorry, a good way to treat it or to just see if it potentially could be fungal acne is um using dandruff shampoo. Yeah, I've seen nitrozole, I think is what it's called from Target. Yes. Look it up. <laughs> yes. No, actually, it does work great. I yeah. Anytime I've seen fungal acne with my clients, I'm like, use this shampoo on your face for a week, and typically it clears up. I think I've yes. only one time that hasn't worked mm -hmm. um, because of other things that are happening. But, yeah, no, that's a great tip. Okay. Where are we? Cut. Okay. <laughs> Milia. So... Milia is also known as baby acne. It's the tiny white bumps that are around the eyes and upper cheek. They're full of keratin and they can be genetically predisposed. Um, with milia, you're going to want to exfoliate and moisturize the area. But when it comes to extractions, do not try it by yourself. <laughs> you're just going to end up with a scar. I can promise you that. You're going to have to go to a professional that can extract it properly. And I honestly, I would call beforehand and ask if they do milia extractions because not everywhere does extract milia so I would make sure for that and actually 50% of newborns have this and it can be triggered by hormone or it's because it's triggered by hormones from the mother and so with the newborns it does tend to heal on its own yes so. and do not pick it if it's on your baby's face Yes. Because it's so hard not to. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. I had Amelia that was like forming right here. 
Oh, did you? And I did not have a lancet on me. And I used a different plane blade like a dummy. Stop. And I just like was like, oh, I'm just going to like barely tap <gasps> it. Literally. Did you scar? Yes. Like so, so bad. And it was just like awful. We've but all done our things. I know. I was so annoyed. But um, I bought a bunch of lancets because I, I feel comfortable doing milieu extractions. Just not super close to the eyes. That's the only place that I won't do it. I will do it literally anywhere else except for on the eyes. Yeah, that kind of freaks me out. Yeah. Well, and like it seems painful. Yeah. I personally don't <laughs> like to extract. Really? Amelia, I don't. Oh, I like them. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Give me all the blackheads. It's, I know. It's just like it's so satisfying to like see the whole thing come out as like a bloop, like a whole <laughs> pearl. <laughs> a little keratin ball. Yes. Okay, next one is perioral dermatitis. Small red pus-filled bumps and mild peeling of the skin around the mouth are the symptoms. The condition can also affect the skin around the nose, cheeks, and eyes. So if you think of the word perioral, just draw a note or draw a circle from one end of your nostril on the outside to the other end on the opposite side. And then that is your perioral area of your face. So any like rash, infection, kind of looking redness that brews there is perioral dermatitis. Um, it can typically, typically be healed with an antibiotic. I personally don't like to do the antibiotic route, so I prefer more like natural ways. So if you actually do frankincense oil, that can help. Learn that recently. Yeah. But it's often induced by stress or any autoimmune disease and gluten intolerances, which is interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. I don't think I knew that one. Yeah. Good to know. So clean skincare at its essence, clean skincare is skincare that is free from toxins and skincare that offers a level of transparency about what ingredients it does and does not contain some clean skincare brands achieve this with short ingredient lists that are easy for consumers to understand. I immediately think of like native because I use native oh, yeah. body wash. Um, super easy to understand, mm -hmm. super easy to see. Um, does in, I, I would say in the skincare world, it doesn't always mean better because I do believe in a time and a place for yes. our added, other added ingredients. I trust our cosmetic scientists through and through. Um, but I think they're a great cleaner brands out there like um oh, what's that perfume brand dime dime i think Love dime it. is amazing and i think there's some great brands out there that have very minimal lists mm -hmm. um but yeah sweet there you have it okay so peptides and amino acids these are the building blocks um for skincare and so if your if your products contain amino acids or peptides they help to uh, like work as antioxidants and um so what antioxidants do is that they help to fight the free radicals from aging our skin um so they protect us essentially from free radical damage and reduce the signs of aging when we can have the peptides and amino acids in our skincare okay so next up is ceramides I freaking love ceramides. <laughs> I think everyone should have ceramides in their skincare. So ceramides are fats or lipids that naturally occur in our skin already. But as we get older, our ceramide levels decline. So it's really important to include ceramides in our skincare because they help to protect our skin 
um, from limiting tool, which is transepidermal water loss. So they keep our skin hydrated. Um, and ceramides can come from a bunch of different sources. It can come from plants, um, but synthetic ceramides are most commonly used because they're typically more stable. Um, but what they do is they keep our skin moist, supple, and they also help to protect our skin from um, other harmful irritants, bacteria, and environmental toxins. So ceramides are great. Amazing. Okay, niacinamide, also known as B3. If you guys are familiar with the CBD B3 mist from Glymed, you Ooh, probably love this so ingredient. Um, so this ingredient is really good for helping to treat acne and eczema. Um, and overall, it's just a very nourishing, hydrating, and I believe it's an antifungal product. Don't quote me on that, but I want to say it is. Very cool if it is. I don't know, but very cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing yes. if it is. Okay, fragrance. Synthetic and natural for those who are sensitive to a scent. A fragrance-free skincare routine is a no-brainer. That's what you're going to want. But we often see this in the form of delicate, problematic, or easily inflamed skin or headaches and migraines. Um, they can be endocrine disruptors and in professional skincare, any fragrance in a product is from high quality essential oils or natural fragrances from ingredients. Yes. So stay away from the synthetic ones. The natural ones are better. <laughs> um, okay. So wait, did, did you go into why it's an endocrine disruptor? No. Do you want to explain? Sure. So... If you don't know what an endocrine disruptor is, it's what throws off your hormones. Um, and so essentially it's like if you use a lot of perfumes or if you use a lot of like household cleaning products, anything that has like synthetic fragrance in it can throw off your hormones. And with an abundance of that, it almost like creates like toxins yeah. in your body. And obviously when your hormones are off, that means that your mood's off, your skin's off, your cycle's off. Everything. It attributes to everything. So it's really important. I think that's another reason to invest in professional skincare is because like you can ensure that the quality of the fragrance, if it, if it even contains fragrance, is natural and it's derived from like only really high quality essential oils. So yep. that's a quick side note. Okay. Good. Benzoyl peroxide. Benzoyl peroxide attacks the bacteria in your skin. It also helps to unclog pores by removing the dead skin and to prevent blockages. This treats um, existing acne and may prevent new spots from forming, and it works best um, when you typically use it regularly. Awesome. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about preservatives. Lots to say about preservatives. Big topic. So preservatives, um, they help to preserve our product. Yes. Um, a preservative is a natural or synthetic ingredient added to skincare to protect the formulation and integrity of the health of your skin. So they're really important. Um, preservatives prevent skincare from going bad either due to whether that be, um, gosh, I can't speak, whether that be bacteria overgrowth or chemical changes that can compromise the effectiveness and stability of the formulation. Um, they have gained somewhat of a not so great reputation and I think that probably would be because of the paraben study. Yes. 
Um, that's a whole thing. If you're interested to hear about parabens, go listen to our episode with Rianne Kelly. She debunked why parabens are totally fine. Um, but one big myth on this topic is that all preservatives are bad. Preservative free is often promoted as more healthy or clean than skincare with preservatives. But the truth is that the opposite can be true. So if a skincare product contains water or water-based ingredients, that's perfect for growth of not great things. It needs a preservative to remain stable and safe enough to use on the skin. Um, The only type of skincare safe to be formulated without preservatives are anhydrous products, which means without water. And products that are made of plant oils, butter, and waxes that contain no water. A product that contains water and is preservative-free will quickly have mold, bacteria, and microbial growth, um, which isn't healthy. Um, Even some anhydrous products can become contaminated if they are designed to come in contact with water during use. So wet fingers can introduce water to the formulation opening the door to microbial growth if there's no preservatives. So I love preservatives. Give me all the preservatives. (laughs) Give me all the parabens. I I want a good formulation. So that's my opinion on that. I find it so interesting that it's typically only necessary with the water-based products. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Just because like all the oils... They're a lot better at um, preserving things like oil, you know, Mm -hmm. but then with the water. It's perfect breeding ground for (laughs) bacteria to grow. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The next one is humectants. Um, These promote moisture retention in the skin. So (laughs) things like beta-glucan, hyaluronic acid. Yep. Okay. Emollients. Emollients have the quality of softening and soothing the skin. And some, sorry, some examples are natural butters, natural oil oils, silicone, um, squalene's a popular one. And yeah, those are some examples. It's really hard for me to speak tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. You have an excuse. (laughs) My my lips. Uh, Okay, next one is emulsifiers. Emulsifiers are ingredients to use in small amounts of water containing creams and lotions that allow water and oil components to mix. So... Emulsifiers are essentially mixers that you can create a product that is both with water and oil. Because if you guys know, if you pour oil in water, it will separate. So emulsifiers are the ingredients that allow those two to bind so that you can create a product that has both. Yep. (laughs) Okay, occlusives. An occlusive ingredient provides a protective seal over the surface of the skin And that helps to prevent loss of the hydration into the environment. Um, So think of like the Glymed cell protection bomb. Mm. They also help. It's so good. They also help to keep irritants, allergens, and other harmful particles from being able to enter your skin. So it's a really good seal. Um, I don't know if I would do it every single night, but it's definitely great to do um, a few times a week for extra moisture so that would be like slugging yeah slugging would be like an occlusive all right so next are surfactants 
um, surfactants degrease and emulsify oils and fats and suspend oil um, allowing them to be washed away so in cleansers surfactants are (laughs) most used in cleansers and many are considered gentle and effective for most skin types perfect retinol is a type of retinoid it's a derivative of vitamin a so it can help improve skin texture tone and help combat conditions such as acne retinol also helps us age gracefully because it stimulates collagen production and cell turnover in the skin perfect okay so next up are alcohols and skincare I have a lot to say about <laughs> alcohols. I feel like there's a lot of fear mongering surrounding alcohols. Um, when you better understand alcohols and there are so many different kinds of alcohols. And I feel like when you better understand what they're used for, the fear goes away. Yeah. Um, an esthetician, I'm going to read information I got from her or maybe she's a cosmetic chemist. I'm not positive, but her name is Estaholic on Instagram. And she made a fabulous post breaking down alcohols and skincare. So we have fatty alcohols. Fatty alcohols have nourishing, like emollient-like qualities and aid in hydration in the skin. So these include like acetyl alcohol, sterile alcohol, lanolin alcohol, um, things like that. It can also be used as a preservative for fragrance and to stabilize, stabilize a formulation And then we have simple alcohols, which can be formulated in a product um, to use only its benefits. And it can be formulated without drying or harming the skin. So menthol, isopropyl alcohol, ethyl alcohol, um, things like that. And it helps to give texture to the product. It acts as a carrier for other ingredients. And it has antibacterial benefits. Um, And then there's aroma aromatic alcohols um like benzoyl alcohol and that's for fragrance so i really quick want to read her caption because i thought it was really good so this is what she said she said the cool thing about a product and ingredients is that the chemists are able to formulate them to be safe efficient and effective don't knock a product just because it has an ingredient that has been demonized by fear-mongering marketing. Use what works for you. It's the dosage that makes the poison. Even with water, remember that everything serves a purpose. So I just wanted to read her whole entire Instagram post because I thought it was so good breaking down all the different alcohols and to not be afraid of them because they all serve a purpose when formulating a product. Um, And I think it's good to trust our cosmetic chemists because they're they're very smart. Mm -hmm. So... That's my love it little rant. I love it. <laughs> well, it's like, and not all alcohol is like rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Like some alcohol is like, no, you do not want rubbing alcohol in your face. Like there are some things like, right. it, it comes down to formulation. Look at too. it as like oil. Like there's beauty oil. There's avocado oil. There's coconut oil. Yeah. There's tea tree oil. Like there's so many different forms of oils as there are alcohols. Exactly. So. so don't see an alcohol and just immediately be scared. Run. Yeah. Okay, antioxidants. Okay, we've talked a little bit about this today. So antioxidants are um, a substance that help protect the skin surface from oxidative damage caused by free radicals and environmental aggressors like UV and pollution. Antioxidants are often found in skincare products, formulas, because of their powerful anti-aging benefits. So if you guys can imagine... um, like the pollution that's in the air. If you've put on your vitamin C serum in the morning, you're walking outside, that pollution is not going to age your skin because the 
the antioxidants in your skincare are going to fight them. They're like the frontline battle people yes <laughs> in your skincare so it's really interesting so the alto defense serum from or the alto advanced serum from skin better um it's a super potent um antioxidant serum it has vitamin c vitamin e and 17 other antioxidants and 90 percent of your aging um is external and then 10 percent is internal and it's because those free radicals is what age our skin and so it's so cool because what this does, um, the Alto Advanced Serum, is it blocks not only the free radicals from external, like pollution, sun damage, and all those things, but it also prevents the free radicals that our own bodies produce from aging our skin. How did they do that? I don't know. Insane. But they have like a specific chemical formulation that is like blocking those internal free radicals as well as the external free radicals that age our skin covering 100% of our aging just thought that was amazing so I love it <laughs> so everyone go get that yeah go get it <laughs> it's amazing okay next hot topic Accutane or isotretinoin so Accutane is a form of vitamin A which we talked about vitamin A earlier it's also a retinol uh, well, retinol is a form of vitamin A, but it reduces the amount of oil released by oil glands in your skin, and it helps your skin to renew itself more quickly. Um, Accutane is used to treat severe nodule acne that has not responded to other treatments, including antibiotics. So for me, it's more of a last resort because it is such... It's extreme. It's very intense. It affects your body in so many ways that I don't think are great but I have seen it work for certain people so I don't want to totally bag on Accutane um I just think if you can do other things first I would but I have seen amazing results with Accutane um that's just those are my thoughts okay I love it okay spironolactone originally created as a blood pressure pill and it stops your hormones from making too much oil. So it's a good alternative for those who are not wanting to go straight to Accutane. I would actually recommend trying spironolactone before trying Accutane because if it's an oil production issue, I know that with this one, you don't have to go on like two forms of birth control and it doesn't have such long-term damage to like your reproductive system as Accutane does um, because it's meant for blood pressure. So... It yeah. just has a really good benefit to helping acneic skin. For sure. I actually have a lot of esthetician friends who are on spironolactone really? as well as using professional products. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Adapalene. This is another product. Um, it was created by dermatologists to be an alternative to retin-A for those who have sensitive skin. It's a strong acne fighter without the harsh skin irritation that is often caused by retin-A. So Adapalene fights existing acne by unclogging the pores. It's also anti, or it also has anti-inflammatory properties. It calms redness and swelling from acne. Adapalene is also comedodelytic. Oh my gosh. Meaning it prevents future whiteheads and blackheads from forming. So you get prescribed that by your dermatologist. It's also known as Differin. <laughs> Have you heard of that? I have heard a different. Yeah. yeah, that's essentially what that is. Okay, antibiotics. Um, so it's doxycycline, 
minocycline, erythromycin, clindamycin, all of those kinds of antibiotics are often used um, to treat acne before Accutane. Um, I would highly recommend trying quite literally anything before trying Accutane if you can. Yeah. Um, but every time you do a round of antibiotics, make sure that you are taking probiotics and prebiotics to protect your gut because it will um, kill all of your good gut bacteria and leave you with more acne if you don't replenish it. 100%. What are your favorite um, prebiotics and probiotics? I really like the Mary Ruth's organic yeah. ones. But also, um, I know that if you are drinking, like, I think it's called kefir kefir <laughs> that's a funny name you know what i'm do you no. know what i'm talking about what it's is like that? <laughs> um, it's like a pre-probiotic drink it's like it's kind of like yogurt but is it's it thick yeah okay. it's like a yogurty kind of drink and like a danimals almost oh yeah 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 it's yeah similar yeah. to okay. that but it's strictly just like the microbial part of dairy oh okay so it's really good for your gut very good (laughs) yeah i you got me on those mary ruth i love them mary ruth is good i love her um prenatals because it's a prenatal probiotic okay love it awesome all right let's talk about cupping i feel like that's gotten very popular as of recently so cupping is an alternative therapy that uses suction cups to stimulate your skin and muscles It can be done on your face or body. The suction that it does promotes increased blood circulation, which can help relieve muscle tension, promote cell repair, and aid in other regeneration. So I don't know if you've seen like athletes that look like they have giant bruise circles on their backs. Um, That's from cupping. Would you say that cupping and lymphatic drainage are essentially... Very similar. Twin sisters. Yeah, I would. I'd, I'd call them sisters. <laughs> yeah, they, I, yeah, they seem like sisters. Okay. Gua sha. So did you know that that actually means to scrape? Does it really? Yeah, the word gua sha means oh, to scrape in like Chinese or something. Very cool. Um, so what the gua sha can do, it's like a little stone tool. Oftentimes it's made out of jade. Um, but it can help eliminate fluid buildup um, in our bodies which can reduce puffiness um and it relieves tension for our muscles and if you apply pressure with the gua sha tool regularly it can untangle knotted areas and release buildup of muscular tension so it's really fun to use to like sculpt your face if you do it regularly um and i want to say gua sha is like a form of lymphatic drainage because it's pulling everything and then you like down yeah pull it down and yeah to your lymph nodes um i have seen when people don't do it right it causes them to purge Mm -hmm. so i believe that's because they're not draining the lymph yeah so that's my two cents <laughs> I agree. I love to gua sha in the shower oh, with my cleanser because I don't like dealing with oils like yeah. how a lot of people do. So, yeah, no, keep your gua sha in what? the shower. And so when you put your cleanser on, that can be your slip. Why did I never think of that? Literally never once that ever crossed my mind. <laughs> I just, never. I tried the oil thing and I just, I, I like, I'm just an oily girl in general, mm-hmm. so I don't love them. But also like. 
I feel like I'm scraping my skincare yes. off if I do it at the end. Yes. You know what I mean? So oh I do it goodness. in the shower. So yeah, little life hack. Do your gosh on the shower. You just changed my life. <laughs> I am like actually in shock right now. Okay, cool. <laughs> we'll never knew that. Okay. Well, this is all we have for today. I am sorry if it's just like a dictionary uh, podcast today. But if you're... <laughs> but if you care about skin, then you care. You'll like it. Because <laughs> for me, I love this kind of stuff. Yes. I am all about the nitty gritty details of ceramides. And I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. So let us know if you guys like more of our educational heavy episodes we took notes. We did our our research today. We took notes and we came prepared and we hope you guys love today's episode and we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye, Bye guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Skin Club Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. And also go follow us on Instagram at the Skin Club Podcast. Feel free to message us for future episodes and suggestions of what you would like to hear on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.